welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 47, Episode 14 of SNL, with host Oscar Isaac and musical guest Mulligan, Charlie XCX. I'm Catherine Coleman, and I'm joined this week by Steve Finn and Lanny Harms. If you'd like to connect with Lanny, you can do so at Lanny Harms. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at SNLpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to watch our full-length ad-free sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at patreon.com slash snlpodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible. We are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. I'm excited to talk about this week's episode. It's good to be back. I, I really hope listening to John host again wasn't overly traumatic for anybody. Uh, but I'm here now. I've got Steve with me. How you doing, Steve? Hello. It's good to see you. Very good excited to, see to get you into too. this. Yeah. And of course, we also have the one and only Lanny Harms back on the show. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I'm really excited you're here. I've been trying to get you on again this season. We've had a couple like scheduling issues. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're, we finally worked it out. You're here. You're ready. I can't wait to hear your amazing insights. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. All right. Well, you ready to jump into the show? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's, let's do, it. do it. These HR reps are definitely not having raw intercourse. <laughs> Lanny, was this a win? <laughs> Coming to me first. <laughs> uh, okay. The the way my notes go for this one is I was like, okay, slow start. All right. I guess mm-hmm. these lines are pretty funny. Okay. This is a wild <laughs> sketch. Okay. But the performances are good. Okay. This makes no sense, but I like it. <laughs> like, it I, it, I feel like I really didn't like it for a while because I was just like, this is just people being bad at their job uh, for mm-hmm. three minutes. Honestly, like, and this is what I'm talking about with that monologue helping me love Oscar Isaac in these sketches. Cause I think he did have like a really, he was, seemed like he was having so much fun. And the way him and uh, Cecily were playing off of each other was so fun. And how it just became that, like, oh no, this is life could be worse. And it was like, it just felt like the writer kept like abandoning what they had written for the last three lines and just started the sketch over and then started the sketch over. So I was like annoyed for a long time while watching it until like at the end I was like, oh, this is just ridiculous. And then I can't remember what those lines that the other uh, employees had with each other. Oh, my God. What? Like the part about like 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 how they were complaining about Keenan. Uh, that I, I actually didn't care for that because that felt okay. too much like they were actually that that made me confused on the reality of it because they weren't HR people they yeah. were they were theater people basically doing a a charade and they still got complaints from a real yeah. it was a very issue. long con it was they a very long yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. I think I think it was just all of the the wildness that they kept saying and they kept repeating. And I think it was really the raw intercourse being repeated over and over and over <laughs> again. Like was annoying at first and then got funny. It was just like one of those sketches for me. So I can't I can't in good faith say this is a good sketch. But I'll say by the end I was like ah fine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are cute. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying for sure. Like there was a lot of setup with like the Keenan character, the thin like ultimately wasn't that relevant. No, um, yeah. And then it is like it's not, you know, 
bad HR reps is not an exceptionally original premise, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I did end up having fun with it because of like all of like the specifics and uh, they threw in like every one of those examples had like such funny language in yes, it. Like the language. that juicy booty slaps, you know, like that's, just, mm-hmm. like that's just funny to see. Um, and then like, uh, so all of those slides were great. And then there was like, all the stuff in the middle w- had like very fun language. Like Cecily said, I'm wearing a hot little skirt suit, nothing underneath. Yeah. Like, just, like, the language, so, like, the lines were so good. <laughs> Go on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. Like, every line was so funny. Like the premise itself was not fabulous, mm-hmm. but all of the lines were so funny and getting laughs that like I, I did end up like, I really liked this a lot. Um, so it was, it was a win for me, but I think, you know, you're, you're right in that there at first was some uneasiness coming at it as like a sketch writer, like, Oh, bad at job, you know, like analyzing it like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve, where, where'd you land? I gotta say, I, I did enjoy it, but I found myself thinking this is, this is so different, uh, but also familiar because, you know, it, 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 for me at least reminded me of like something out of the nineties. Like, I feel like this came out of a different decade and not even like 90s SNL. This feels like a, like a mad TV sketch from the 90s. Mm-hmm. It, it mad has TV, that, yes. Yeah. Good old mad TV. <laughs> that's the vibe I was getting from this. And I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess ideas and concepts can come full circle as, as time marches on, as we all get closer to our graves. But yeah, I, I felt like this was definitely something that was, a downtrodden uh, concept uh, maybe a couple of decades ago. And here we go trudging it all up again, but you know, it's, it's, I felt like it, it had a classic vibe to it. You know, you have your simple uh, recognizable scenarios, you know, something from work uh, and uh, yeah, the characters just happen to be outlandish and, and crazy. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it works on a very, primal level of just like weird person in normal situation equals you know laughs uh yeah it's it's definitely got uh, a simple uh a simple goal in mind but whatever oscar's having fun <laughs> that's that's what i think is the uh the main thing to take away with this is you know this is a, a good example of how oscar was just like really sinking his teeth into this uh hosting gig and uh, that was probably the most fun element of it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that way about a, a couple of sketches tonight, actually. Like, Oscar had an infectious energy about him. Um, 100%. Uh, yeah, but well, like, I, did know, I did enjoy this, but my like, writery thing that annoyed me was that there was like three different buttons on the end. <laughs> and it was like, why, like, why did, like, there was like, we don't work here. And like, there was, there was an out somewhere in that monologue. And then they were like, Kyle or whatever Keenan's character's name was, oh, and right. then it was like watch his show on the Weather Channel. I'm like, yeah, there's so many endings. <laughs> that's the sketch was wild. I, I just, that's, wild. I, I have to just I can't let go of that. Like we can't move on until it's very clear <laughs> that the sketch was wild. Like it didn't, yeah. it didn't build on any reality. It just laid out. It changed yeah. everything as it continued. Yeah, but you, you know what? I feel like when they add like those fake out endings at the end of a sketch it's almost like it's a fail safe like (laughs) if they need to add 10 or 20 seconds or remove 10 or 20 seconds you know they could just peel off or add on one of these weird layers that's that's like at the end of the sketch uh Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know much about how it works 
behind the scenes, but that that would be a uh, a theory. That's an interesting theory because I do think that makes sense. It's like, yeah. oh well, we had to lose the last beat, but we can still throw on this little title <laughs> card and it wrap yeah. it all up, you know? Yeah. So uh, a begrudgingly liked sketch uh, among the reviewers today, but fun nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue to this girl covered in little meatballs. And to answer your question, yes, they do harmonize and sing together in rhythm. <laughs> um, Before you ask. <laughs> Before you, I know what you're thinking. Um, Steve, I know you tend to like uh, very absurd stuff. So I'll let you, you speak on this insanity first. Yeah, sure. This is uh, definitely something that uh, is very unapologetic. I think this is the sketch where they're saying, we've done enough of easing you into what Sarah does. You know, we've, we've given you glimpses of it and, you know, we've really had the training wheels on it. And this is where they're taking them off and really letting her spread her weird ass body horror wings. I just love everything about this. Uh, she just took it to levels. She really didn't have to. And it, it makes it all the more absurd. Like for example, they're not boils. They're not pimples warts or anything that would naturally grow from you they're meatballs <laughs> so she's just going out of her weird to be as going out of her way to be as weird as possible and it's uh yeah it's really unsettling uh you know she's she's always had a, a lynchian vibe about her uh in her comedy and i've i've always wondered how much snl was going to let that come out and uh it's it's nice to see that uh, we're going further with it. Uh, I've been singing that song all day. I was stuffing a turkey and uh, <laughs> singing the meatball song. It's it's got a, a fun melody to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, who who lo who doesn't love a fun little Munchkin march? Yeah, uh, I think Sarah wrote this with Dan Beulah, who mm. apparently did the music for it. Um, and and it's reminiscent of the weed gummy song which i think dambula also did um so they sort of exist together now um lenny i know when i asked you like which episode you wanted to do you were really excited about charlie xcx so is this where you thought you were going to see <laughs> no but boy was i thrilled <laughs> i was so happy like Okay, I mean, if we're just going to talk about the Charlie XCX thing, like, real quick. You can quick. talk about any part of it you want. Okay, well, I'll also start there, um, just because I think uh, I had, I was really not expecting it to continue, like, the sketch to keep going, and then that it did, and I was happy that it did, and then go into this, like, beautiful song with Charlie as a meatball. Oh, my God. Like, that <laughs> is what the world needed. <laughs> the world needs more Charlie XCX as a meatball in space with <laughs> beautiful makeup um yeah i i loved it and i really loved this sketch i mean i was i don't love gross out humor in general um and body horror stuff is not my thing and so my first note is a big ew. <laughs> but yeah. but then once i got over it and i did um i appreciated it so much and i like i said i haven't been watching this season and so this is i knew that they had cast sarah squirm this year or sarah that's her stage name. Like, yeah. Her in the credits, she's Sherman. Sarah Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but I know, I, I know she did JFL last year and I kind of looked into who she was then and I was very intrigued and it was a very interesting casting choice. And so, especially for SNL. 
And uh, this is my first time seeing her in it. And I could not believe they were letting her go fully there, like full freak. I was so... Full freak. Yes. I was like, this SNL needs this. And that's what I wrote down. Like they, I, I really didn't think that they would take that much of a risk and that much they would let again, maybe since I've missed like the few episodes with them having training wheels on, they've eased into it more than I, than it was for me diving into this episode for the first time and seeing them do like a full meatball boil woman. Um, (laughs) And I am just so, I just think it's so great. It's like the, like, I think for a midnight show on a Saturday, even though it is like a very mainstream show, I think it's so brave to like really let things go super weird alt like feels like adult swimmy and it mm-hmm. it just I, I just think it's so smart and so brave and I'm so happy I this was my favorite sketch of the night I shouldn't say that yet but I <laughs> I already said it sorry I love this I love it yeah <laughs> okay I'm I'm torn on it like oh. the, I think well I think it's just because like gross stuff is not like my sense of humor yeah. um and this is like just so gross like they even said like we're meatballs made of body meat and I hated that. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> so like the first time I watched this, I was very like uh, and it just wasn't my cup of tea, but I I still appreciated even that first time that like technically the writing's great and like compositing those faces onto the meatballs on her body, technically like very good editing. Uh that takes a lot of work. And then the second time I watched it, I was able to like know what to brace for and i i had a good time with it that time <laughs> so like i just i just needed a primer you know i couldn't go in blind to the meatball sketch but the that sort of you know what the hell quality became something i really appreciated you know as as it just heightened and then we have bowen like eating the cheese like each meatball had like their own character and i thought that was really fun um and that that line i referenced in like the setup i thought was so brilliant like because she is so blase about it like and to answer your question yes they do harmonize like she's like <laughs> she's she's very much like not in the same world that chris red's character is in she's like you're like yeah. this is sort of a gross thing about me but like it's not like she clearly didn't think it was like that weird you know mm-hmm. um so i i did i did end up like really really liking this although the first time i was like this is disgusting why is this not the tinder one like i had a lot of questions um <laughs> But overall, yeah, I you know I think I think Sarah Sherman won me over with a little bit of gross out humor. Maybe I'm evolving, you know. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to shout out the director of this one, Mike Diva. My fiance actually noticed this on the credits at the end that he saw Mike Diva's name on there, and he's mm-hmm. been a fan of Mike Diva's because he did some viral videos um, just online, and he recently directed um, Doja Cat's "Get Into It," "Get Into It," yeah which is an uh-huh. immaculate video, music video. Mm-hmm. If you like vi- music videos, like highly recommend checking that out. And so it's really cool that he also did this. And I think we're all kind of in awe of the uh, the construction of this sketch and the, mm-hmm. the execution of it. And I feel like we got to shout out Mike Diva there too, because yeah. this really was well done. Yeah, it was. And Mike, Mike Diva's done, you know, he's done a... Uh, I think he's technically like an official film unit director at SNL. Okay, now. Hey, I love to hear that. Yeah. He's 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 done a lot of things. Um, but this this was definitely the weirdest one and uh, <laughs> probably the probably the most technical one. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he did a great job for sure. I wanted to say uh, an amazing moment in this is, you know, after she says it, you might as well let him go. Uh, as as they're singing their song, they cut to her and she's just lying there 
completely <laughs> lifeless. Like her, there's her face yeah. is bereft of emotion. And I love that because that means Chris Red is just there alone, uh, experiencing this. And you know, she's not even <laughs> she's not even mm-hmm. present anymore, which I think really sells the uh, what what Chris on his side would be feeling. I just thought mm-hmm. that part was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then and the other detail I love too was the um the the choker at the beginning. Because that is like a childhood book reference to the. Mm-hmm. I, for, I thought I was the only one who ever read that book, and then later grew up and realized everyone was read and was traumatized by that book. <laughs> of the, the girl with the ribbon who like they get married and then takes it off and her head falls off. Um, right. I, and that's where I thought that this was going, and then the fact Same. that it just like it just referenced it and then moved on was also just a wonderful little like, hey, we see you millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely thought it was going to be like a her. She's like partially decapitated sort of deal as well. Totally, um, definitely didn't see meatballs coming. That that we Mm-mm. can say for certain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's keep going. Big win there. Let's talk about Charlie XCX performing "Beg for You" and "Baby." Now, now, Lanny, as as we just mentioned, we know you're our Charlie girl. So, was this everything you hoped for? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I love Charlie. I loved I've seen her live. I think she is fantastic. She has incredible music and she's a fantastic performer. I love her so much. I have no idea why they didn't do good ones as her first song. I know it was a single she had a long time ago, like a few months ago, and she did have to um she canceled her last SNL performance and it's been a few months to get back. And so I don't know if things have gotten like rearranged, but the song that she did beg for you, that was the first one, um, just as like Someone who's aware of this current like album rollout, that's not the song I would have chosen to start mm-hmm. with. And the the set was getting in the way the whole time. Like there was a curtain that kept flying in her face that didn't feel intentional. And I just feel like with her ability to perform and really sell a song, I just don't think this was the thing to showcase it for SNL. Um, but I do think that she got it back fully. For her last song. I love I, I thought that was a great closer. Like part of me was like, I wish she had done that one first. But then I was also like, that's just such a great that's such a great mm-hmm. closer. Like it's so much fun. She had I had just watched the video for this. This is for Baby, right? Was that the song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is for Baby. I just watched the music video this week. And so the choreography like is the exact same. And it's such a fun video. Everyone go. I love music videos. Everyone should watch more music videos. <laughs> But um, I think that she hit so hard. But even at the end of Beg For You, you could tell just from her that I think she knew it didn't hit quite as hard as she was probably hoping. And I just think she should have started with good ones. I'm not sure why her team would have not done that. Uh, that that's like an interesting thing. I, every pop star that I really like, I feel like no matter what, somehow the lead single on the album is always the worst song on the album and i do not understand like who's well, making good ones decisions. was the lead single that i oh, really okay. like and then they didn't do and it and do so it. they did this one that it, the, the big for you is her um do that duet but she has featured with rina sawayama and it's a good song but it's again mm-hmm. it's kind of it's just not the it's not the one not, yeah <laughs> that's fair they they make they make weird decisions sometimes you know mm-hmm. um steve did you enjoy the performances uh, yeah, uh, maybe not my cup of tea, but I would say if I were to go to one of her concerts, I would probably say that was better than staying at home. You know, <laughs> I'd say that I wow. don't regret wow. leaving my house to see this. 
this this is better than staying at home and doing nothing. Uh, so yeah, it that I, that's a positive. I, I I think she's good. I just uh, I just maybe didn't get a spark from it. Uh, you know, I, I've definitely noted that you know she has a very unique uh, style. You know, she's not your typical pop singer like you know some of these you know selena gomez and and uh what's vanessa hudgens these types i feel like they can all like blend together Top relevancy on that so right i don't know <laughs> trying to say olivia rodrigo <laughs> sure i just <laughs> i just feel like a lot of vanessa pop singers hudgens. you could you could mistake for each other but i could see myself like just having not, not having a hard time recognizing a Charlie XCX song or performance. Uh, she seems to have a lot of hip jiggling. You know, there's like a very Polynesian uh, kind of aspect to it. Uh, so yeah, the the dancing was probably my favorite part more than the songs themselves because she uh, she had some great choreography, especially with those those two dudes in the in the second song. That was that was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna be adding any charlie xcx to my playlists just to, oh, so to listen to but maybe just i need to, to hear this good, ones. Song, good, good ones. ones i'm gonna have to hear this and and uh <laughs> reevaluate my opinion yes please do because it's worth it okay <laughs> so sure. this is what you're worried about lady not not leading with the right song maybe my impression of charlie xcx would be different right now right like your impression of this performance right now is my nightmare <laughs> <laughs> like this it's just like she has so m- people she has been one of those pop stars who's been around for a really long time and i don't think that she's really gotten a whole lot of mainstream recognition uh, and a lot of that has been because of her label she's had a lot of label issues but um she really has everything to be like a huge pop star and it's just wild to me that she's not bigger at least like with recognition um and and so yeah i this felt like a really cool opportunity to really bring in more, more fans, more people, more audience. And I just, why would they start with that one? Why would they start with that one? <laughs> she has this song with, um, uh, Christine, the queen and Carolyn Polachek. And it's also incredible. That's another one you should look up. I'm going to look up the name of it. <laughs> uh, no, I feel it's so, it is so like crushing when it's, there's an artist that you really love and you're so excited for people to see and then they just don't pick the right song and you're so frustrated because it's so easy, especially when it's like a pop star, it's so easy for people to write them off, right? Um, and you're like, no, I know. I've listened to the whole album. I know there's like some deep cuts on here that are great and then they perform, you know, for like Taylor Swift, it's Look What You Made Me Do and I'm like, why did you do, why? Yeah. Of all the songs on that album that are great, that's, you know, that's the one we're going to perform and it's just so frustrating. <laughs> It really is. New Shapes is the song. It's I highly recommend go and the music video is immaculate. Absolutely go watch it. She's she's one to to watch. She's not one to watch. She's been around. But just go listen. This album's gonna be really good. <laughs> no, uh, but I, I'm gonna say the thing that that I am happy to take away is that I'm excited for Charlie on SNL because she's she was in that meatballs thing. When she was supposed to be on with Paul Rudd, there was a pre-tape she was in that was bizarre about Christmas socks. And she was a uh, like rock star parrot in that one. TJ um, Rocks. TJ Rocks. That's right. That's what she was. Her name <laughs> was. TJ so, Rocks. <laughs> and that is so good, Lanny. If you haven't seen that, definitely it check up. it out. Um, so I am, I'm excited to see that she is this um, 
you know, star that's willing, a musical guest that's willing to come on and just put herself into some really crazy things. She's putting on a parrot costume. She's putting her face in a meatball. And that makes me look forward to her being announced as a musical guest. Even if I didn't love these performances, I'm like, oh, like what weird thing are they going to cook up for her to cameo in, you know? So uh, as a person, she seems like a really fun person to be game for that sort of stuff. All right. So, um, Unfortunately, uh, not the best review on Charlie. I didn't say I hated her. Well, <laughs> good. I hope. I just. I just really hope that in this segment, at least, if there's anyone out there who can hear my call and my plea. Is that, and it wasn't even that she did again. I really thought her second song hit so good. It was so the choreo and the singing. She nailed it. I just, I, uh, the first song really was a, it just, it wasn't, she does so much more than that. She does so much more than that. And I think her nails were maybe too long and it was distracting. I don't know. They were distracting. That's all my husband could look at. (laughs) Many people could look at. And then the curtain, it was like the energy was off. She wasn't bad. It just, the energy was off and she's so on all the time. So just please, uh, just go stream some Charlie tonight. Okay. Um, for the love of Lanny Harms, please stream a Charlie, at least one Charlie XX song tonight. <laughs> if you want to see our full sketch by sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. All right. Well, that is the end of our rundown. But before we get into our overall thoughts and ratings, I want to take a second to talk about a cool new app called Music League. Music League is a fun game to play with friends where you each submit a song that matches a certain theme, like best cover song, funniest song, or best SNL musical guest. Then the app creates a Spotify playlist and everyone votes by distributing points to their favorite submissions. It's a really fun way to hear new music and share your favorites with friends. Full disclosure, my husband did create this app. (laughs) It started as a simple website, but over the past year, he's uh, formed an LLC. They've gotten investors and they launched a mobile app. So I would love for our listeners to check it out and play by going to musicleague.com to download the iOS or Android app. That's M-U-S-I-C-L-E-A-G-U-E.com. So let's get into our overall thoughts and ratings. Up first is moment of the night. Lanny, what is it? Ooh, moment of the night. Uh, I, I, I'll say when they're all of the meatballs are harmonizing together for the first time, and it's a true symphony. I thought that was magic. A true symphony of body meat meatballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was torn on mine because I think the the line that I have previously mentioned of her saying. Yes, and to answer your question, they do harmonize. It is so funny and just like. <laughs> adds to that sketch so much but i also do really love in the cold open the the sponsor of acorn lifts you're going to heaven soon anyway you may as well practice going up is really funny um i guess i'll I'll give it to the acorn lifts ad because i think that those ads are often the best part of a laura ingram cold open and that one in particular felt very inspired uh steve what's your moment I'm giving it to the uh, licking of the sword at the end of the monologue. I just love how that paid off everything that was set up for it. Uh, It's a great message. You know, Uh, every step in your journey is meaningful. And for them to go through the trouble uh, to have this home movie on there 
and then to yeah actually have a prop sword there to lick the blood off uh you know just saying you know this would never happen unless i oscar isaac you know had this journey from there to here and i'm using this moment to uh just do something that would never happen otherwise and i think yeah it was mm-hmm. pretty profound yeah n- nice heartwarming full circle moment of licking blood off of a sword yeah <laughs> <laughs> for all uh, the okay, weird well, ones out there uh, I love for that. all of us little weirdos <laughs> uh let's talk about best sketch lanny uh you sort of told us where it was going, but yeah, I think I already showed it. Uh, yes, it's the it's the meatballs singing on the body. <laughs> what a way to describe it! <laughs> <laughs> it's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's winner for uh, me. Yeah, you know, and that one really won me over on the second watch. But I think Paw Patrol is it for me. I just Ooh. I had so much fun, be, like being familiar with the show, and then just. I was just laughing out loud at the premise of like, yeah, these dogs make no sense in this town. Uh, I was having a good time. Uh, Steve, what's your best sketch? I'll give it to the meatball sketch. Yeah, nobody is. uh, Nobody's surprised. I always go for the weird stuff. (laughs) And yeah, this was uh, just a whole new layer of of Sarah Sherman that they're letting out into the world. I love that they hired her and then allowed her to just be who she is. And, you know, if we're being honest, she could go even weirder than this. This is not the weirdest thing she's ever done. Mm -hmm. They could, (laughs) they could, they could rate her out even further if they wanted to, but I'm just appreciative that they've gone this far with her. This was a a brilliant sketch and all of the, all of the people that came together to put this weird idea on television, because, you know, there's animation, there's, uh, a lot of tracking work, you know, with, with the, mm-hmm. the amount she's moving her body, you know, they really didn't restrict her and say, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to make you do this completely still. So it's easier. No, they, they let her do what she wanted to do. And her, this team was behind her to bring it to life. It It is a thing to love about SNL is that they were willing to throw God knows how much money in making this meatball sketch happen. Like there was so much <laughs> green screening. There was like, they brought in puppeteers. Like they had, people multiple people working i'm sure to like composite these meatballs on like it, it is just wild that uh that we do live in a world that's like oh yeah that you know a few hundred thousand dollars on that no problem <laughs> <laughs> all right well our next category is mvp lanny who's it going to can i say oscar isaac Sure. Okay, because it's Oscar Isaac all the way for me. Like, he really helped me enjoy sketches that I otherwise just did not like at all. So, Mm -hmm. like, 100% Oscar Isaac tonight. I agree. Uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, you know, he he was, obviously, he was was in everything, but he was also the lead in a lot of sketches. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, sometimes you see a host that will fade into the background on a few of them, you know, Uh, but he was really front and center on pretty much everything, and was the thing to love about a lot of them. Like the, you know, the handyman one, his character was the best part. Uh, even that 80 sketch that was a little weaker. He, yeah. he was having fun with it. He brought something really likable there. Um, and so I just thought he did a really good job. I, and I would love to see him back. Uh, Steve, are you going to make it unanimous? Absolutely. Yeah. Oscar was great. He deserves it. You know, he, uh, he brought something to every, every character he played. You know, there was, a, a little voice or characteristic that he brought to it. I really feel like he 
made every sketch uh, his own uh, more than a lot of other hosts did. All right. So a unanimous MVP to Oscar Isaac. Let's talk about the big one on a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck. Lanny, how would you rate this episode? Solid, decent, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't. There was like really only the uh, the meatball sketch that I say I fully enjoyed 100%. A lot of other really good moments in all the other sketches. And I, especially the first half of the show, I was enjoying it the whole time. Um, even though I was like kind of like getting bumped here and there. But the, the back half was just very, very weak. So it just, it, it has to be decent for me. And and Charlie chose the wrong song for the first one. So that is always going to be disappointing <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, that really I don't think wrecked you'll your get night. A, I don't think you'll get over this very soon. No, I will not. <laughs> if this affects your ticket sales, I swear to God. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I'm willing to give this a great uh, because I think... The first half, uh, especially for me who has seen Inventing Anna, was really, really strong. Um, you know, it, it was a decent cold open, great monologue. I loved Paw Patrol. I loved Inventing Anna. And then, like, from there, it started to trend down a little bit. But I had I had some fun with Update. But like you said, the back half of the show really w- was pretty weak for me. So it, it definitely can't get into classic. But I think if you cut out a few things, you have a really solid hour for like a uh, for the vintage episodes so i i think it is great especially with how much i loved uh, you know a few of those in the first half um so yeah i'm gonna land on great steve where are you gonna go i will go with decent i feel like it uh yeah it had some rough patches we have oscar to thank for saving a lot of stuff that could yes. have dragged this down even further uh so yeah this is this is decent for for that reason because i could even argue for a weak rating with the way that some of these sketches you know ended up but i just feel like having oscar there just giving it giving it his all even if there was nothing else to enjoy you could at least appreciate that mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know I'm, I'm surprised with the great i don't think great was ever like a consideration for me uh as i was considering what to rate it but you know no, Catherine, you have your your legitimate <laughs> arguments to support that, I'm sure. But I, I just feel this is like an easy decision to make on a decent. Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know. I just I thought the first half was so good. Maybe I was just in a really good mood last night. You know, who could know? Uh, and who knows? Maybe again, the inventing Anna was a big like thing where we disagree a lot. That's so true. Yeah. that that would change it a lot, especially if you saw mm-hmm. three sketches in a row that were like pretty solid that would yeah yeah like i mean the first half really didn't have any misses for me because i loved the inventing anna thing so yeah like, that definitely put a big dip into like i think y'all's roller coaster of the show mm-hmm. so i don't know I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna stay to my guns i'm gonna i'm gonna stay it great you stay can't there. convince me otherwise steven uh, just stay there <laughs> it's fine all right well uh it was a, a very fun show to discuss, fun to break down. Great first time host. Would love to see him back. Uh, and hopefully we get more Charlie XCX with maybe some better uh, song choices. Oh my God, please. Uh, <laughs> it is essential. Charlie, hear our cry. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, Lenny, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. I'm glad to have you back. Um, 
You got any projects you want to uh, talk about? Yes, I do. I actually, I host a podcast. I co-host a podcast with my friend Becca Roth. And we are deep diving into Mary Kay and Ashley's career. From the very beginning, we are currently in their Passport to Paris era. So it's a perfect nice. time to jump in. Um, it really is mostly for Mary Kay and Ashley fans. But we are also trying to... Um, give recognition to the cultural impact that Mary-Kate and Ashley truly did have on especially the millennial generation, but that mm-hmm. I think it spans beyond that. Um, and we're trying to lay the foundation to like, you know, with this whole obsession with the nostalgia in the 90s and 2000s, we feel like Mary-Kate and Ashley have to be part of that conversation. And I feel like they're not enough most of the time. So <laughs> if that interests you, come check us out. We're They Thought I Was You. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, have you done to Grandmother's House We Go yet? Of course we did. We're going okay. in order, baby. We're going That's from the beginning favorite. up until, yes, yeah, so we're going down the timeline. And then we're taking the pauses and bits to like focus on things along the way. And it's, it's, it's a great time. You love Grandmother's House We Go? Yeah, that's, that's one I remember fondly. Okay, great. Why, we didn't love it. <laughs> you didn't love it? We didn't love it. Uh, and their their canon, it's not one I would rate highly, but um I appreciate you for liking it. It has a, a great family Christmas time feel to it. So I am I'm supporting you supporting that movie. I probably just haven't seen very many of this problem. Right. Yes. They've done many better movies, which is really what I want everyone to take from this conversation. Not so much that Crowther's out the go is bad, but there's a lot better. You know, you've given me a lot to consider. You've given me a lot to think about. Um, Good. I have to do some rewatches, tune into the podcast, and and uh, sounds like learn a few things. That's what I would hope. <laughs> and I'm sure be Feel entertained. Enter, be entertained and feel a few things. I've cried multiple times making this podcast. Wow. That, <laughs> now that, that's, that's good radio right there. Emotionally moving Mary Kate and Ashley content. Thank you. We, we get real, <laughs> baby. We get real about you. this. They, they, their life was not easy. No, it was not. Uh, all right. So what it's called. <laughs> they thought I was you. Yes. Just like from it takes two. They thought I was you. Okay. All right. Available on your podcast platform of choice. And that is a wrap. Thanks to Lanny Harms and Steve Finn. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Catwoman and musical guest Rosalia. But until then, this has been episode number 155 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. 